0: Welcome to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team.
1: All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Select Star podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, today we're speaking with Valerie Phoenix, who I'm super excited to chat with, she's the founder of the Tech by Choice org, which we will dive into, Um, also an engineering manager, a speaker, and a a few other things. So thank you so much, Valerie, for joining today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited to chat today.
1: Yeah, and so where where are you based out of? Where are you calling in from?
0: I'm actually based in LA, so (laughs) I'm in the middle of like that rainstorm which is super wild because it never really rains in California. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Probably much needed though. Very much so. Yeah. We're not too far. I'm I'm in the Denver area, so I I try to get out to the LA area at least once a year if I can, but um definitely been missing my beach days. <laughs> <laughs> So before we jump in, um, do you want to just give a little bit more of a background in terms of kind of who you are and your journey in tech and and what you're doing now, um, you know, before we jump into tech by choice?
0: Yeah, so my journey into tech is very (laughs) Uh, (laughs) non-traditional, is super in line with my life. Uh, I like to tell people I did a whole brute force way myself into tech. Uh, self-taught was getting ready to graduate college with a psychology and art degree that I was going to be an art therapist and had a moment where I'm just like I can't afford grad school there's no way this is going to happen and I googled how do you make money I think I googled something like how do you make a lot of money working from home (laughs) because I, i thought if i could work from home i could then afford to pay for grad school and so uh web development came up and i said okay well that's what i'm doing that's there's no other option i didn't know how difficult getting a job in tech would be i didn't understand the dynamics of uh, the diversity and inclusion issues, I just knew I needed money. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, was working at a startup. And so I kind of had an understanding of what it is to be a developer, but I had a really bad understanding because the developers were always breaking the website. It was never really working. Things just were just not up to par. And so that made it look like this was something I can do. It was okay to make mistakes. Uh, there was no big deal. What is imposter syndrome? None of that stuff mattered. And so learned enough to update some text on a button. And then from there, went to my managers, the founders of the company at the time and said like, Hey, I made this text change. You can see it in GitHub. And um, I'm officially a, one of your front end developers. So go ahead and change my title, change my pay. And let's make this happen. They were super supportive. They were really excited for me to like go down this journey of becoming a developer and they definitely changed my title. They did not change my pay. <laughs>
1: <Huh>. Interesting. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. But that that's how I got into tech and that's kind of just been my start and move from uh, doing UX to front end to back end to going into management and just been hanging out. It's been about like nine years since I started. So it's been a cool little journey.
1: Okay. That's awesome. And I I love the transparency of um, you know, some people maybe go into tech because they're passionate or whatever, but I just love the transparency of hey, I wanted to find a way to make a lot of money and find a, you know, a structure and a schedule that works for me. And that's something that came up because there's nothing wrong with following a path just because you can make more money in it. So I think that's really cool that you kind of took matters into your own hands and and made that transition. Did did you end up doing any traditional like coding school or anything like that? I know you said self-taught, so were you just kind of like doing research on your own time at home?
0: Honestly, I should say um, I'm more community-like taught because. I couldn't afford a bootcamp. I was 100% that broke student eating like ramen every day. (laughs) Um, So a bootcamp was like out of the picture. I actually, there was a point where I was like working at a college like digital agency with a whole bunch of computer science students. And so there was a moment in time where I'm like, oh, maybe I should just uh, change my major. Um, But then I saw like all the classes they had to take. I'm like, I'm not, doing all that math like that is not an option for me Um, fair (laughs) I feel you (laughs) yeah and I also didn't really like vibe with the the people who did computer science and I'm just like I don't want to go to class with these people they don't seem that nice they're not that sociable I like my psychology people and my art people they get me um and so just would go to meetups find online courses and just go like from there, and I just like relied very heavily on Meetup, actually, to figure out like what is tech and like how to actually navigate it. Okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, that's um, I, I think it's it's almost every single person I talk to, no matter what area they are in the tech industry, has talked about community and how important it is to kind of find that place where you can have like a feedback loop and bounce questions off people. And um, the fact that you were going to meetups and doing a lot of that stuff in person and and building community around that is is really cool too. Um, I'm guessing you've kind of built some like mentors and friends and colleagues through that that have helped you through the journey into what you're doing now as well, which is always a a double bonus.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been really great. Like the people that I, went to some of my initial like code, coding and UX courses. We still meet up like every couple of months, we still stay in contact. Um, and it's just been this circle of like, hey, we started this thing, we're still here. We check in with each other and it's just been really great. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Cool, so then what what are you working on now and what is Tech by Choice?
0: Yeah, so right now, um, uh, my life is pretty much split in between like my nine to five where I'm a manager at a mental health startup, which I really love working at. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm building out tech by choice. Um, and that is a nonprofit that's really focused on being this community where you don't have to code switch to figure out what these roles are. You can be you and just get the support you need to interstate and thrive in tech. And so we're putting on like monthly events around financial literacy, mental health, as well as coding and design and all of these different roles that you can have in tech uh, and just creating a really supportive and a community to help people just figure out what does it mean to work in tech and how do you thrive from it?
1: Okay. That's, it sounds like um, there's a lot of sort of overlap with your background in psychology and the fact that now you're working at a, a mental health company, and then also this um, nonprofit that you're creating. It's it's really cool to see how much it all sort of weaves together and clearly, you know, the things that you're passionate about. So I'm curious to to learn about more, um, you know, the, the company you're at now, like what they're doing, but also um, on the tech by choice side, like how people can get involved if they want to, you know, what are the main sort of goals and ways that you can support folks? Like, I'm I'm assuming it's things like helping with connections with with the job search and, um, you know, getting started if you want to switch into tech. But just curious to to dig a little bit deeper into both of those.
0: Yeah, so the company I work for right now it's called Alma, and I think not. I think it is it is the best company I've worked at hands down in tech, outside of tech. And we're really focused on making sure that we're building a platform where providers can kind of automate the boring parts of running a, their own practice and just also empower newer therapists to be able to build their own practice, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, honestly, there's a lot of overlap. I never realized that part of it like the empowerment part even at work um but yeah so that's what what I'm doing at Alma that's really cool yeah it's I know that that's a
1: space um there's a lot of innovations coming up right now and there's a big need for it because I think healthcare has been a lot slower to move in terms of innovating and just kind of getting up to speed with with all the different technology and and tools that are available these days so I think it's really great to hear about um, these different like pockets of of innovation where people are finding a need and filling that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a, a super sweet spot for me and something that I like to tell people, like it doesn't matter what set you have, where you thought you were gonna go, there is a space for you in tech. And if it's not one, you can carve it out um, because I would have never thought that all these years later, after college, I would still be able to work in the mental health space, not as a therapist, like I thought, but actually as a um, engineering manager. So it's just, it just showed me like, whatever it is that you care deeply about, tech is there <laughs> and you can find your space.
1: Yeah, I, well, I think that's a really great message and a, and a good reminder, um, you know, as you as you touched on like, Tech should be focused on diversity and inclusion just as much as every other area. And if people are feeling like there's not a space for them, you know, there are the resources out there that can help with that. um so I think that's an awesome reminder and and congrats. it's so cool to hear that you're now at like your favorite and working in the best um company that you have found thus far. I think that's the ultimate goal is um you know, with happiness and and job security is finding somewhere that you love to be and. Um, I'm in a similar place. I just hit my four-year mark of, at my current, current company. And I was like, whoa, four years, like that's crazy. Um, but I think once you really enjoy it and like find that spot where you fit in, it doesn't feel like that tedious, you know, grind of day-to-day where you're dreading um, going to work. So that's awesome to hear. Um, on So on the tech by choice side of things, then what would be some examples of like, you know, the types of people that should get involved or like how you can get connected with different people. Like what are some of the main goals, I guess, as you build up this organization of of some of the main like functionalities that you want to provide to the community?
0: Yeah. So I think there's like three different, I guess, like core user groups (laughs) Uh, that we could talk about, and the first one is the people who are transitioning into tech. Whether they just finished a boot camp, maybe they they went to college or something like that, but they're looking to build a network in a community to help them just understand and navigate, like the, landing that first role, or maybe it's just like leveling up after you get that first role. And so there's a lot of people that are that fit that use case in our community. And so that's a great space to like be in because the other side of that is we have a lot of people who are actually very senior. We have people, um, I think it's like the average. So our community is split like 50% is entry level people, people just transitioning. And then the other half is people who have five plus years of experience. And so those people, are looking to see like how they can take what they've already learned and give back and support the community and support people who are coming in and trying to figure out how to navigate things, especially now that things are so unstable and everything feels so uncertain in our industry. Um, and then with those group of people who are a little bit more senior, we start to focus on how do you build your leadership skills? How do you become a mentor? And all of these different themes, just to help people understand how you actually thrive. And that's where a lot of our conversations around um, financial literacy, what to do with the money you're making, and things like that come into play. And then the other side of that is people who either are not currently in tech, but are looking to get in tech or they're in tech, and they have like side hustles. And they're looking to kind of empower themselves through technology to build additional revenue streams. I think one of the big things when the pandemic hit is the great res resonation. And that created this space in our community where people are saying, I want to do more. I want to be able to take my skills and apply them outside of the workplace so I can have the security And that became a huge portion of our community during the pandemic to the point that we did like a hack and learn to help founders get up and running and uh, minority business owners get websites and like really focus and provide that need for the community. And then it also turned into us launching a program called Just Launch It. So people can learn how to take an idea and in 30 days, create these, MVPs are these most um, uh, these examples or tests of how they can build a product and get it to market, so that they can see different ways that they can make money using technology.
1: Wow, that's that's really awesome. Um, quite an accomplishment that that you've that you've built this up, and and really great to see that you know you pulled from like your own experience and saw other people in your community and and saw where there's this need, I, you know, I think the more and more that we see organizations similar to this and and with overlap to this is, is such a good sign of, you know, where we're headed, um, just in the tech industry. And so I, am just, I'm even looking at your website now and it looks like there's some really cool resources, there's events, there's blogs. Um, and it, in terms of getting involved, it looks like on the individual level you can sort of become a member, There's volunteer opportunities, you can of course donate. And then on the company or organization level, it looks like there's also partnership opportunities there. Is that what I'm seeing correctly?
0: Yeah, um, so we definitely are always looking for companies to partner with and do sponsorship deals uh, to help support the community, whether they wanna post on a job board or they wanna come in and do a branded workshop to show people that one, their company and values truly align with diversity and inclusion, and also to connect directly to talent that they could then hire. Uh, Yeah, and then um, from an individual level, we, we are getting ready to roll out our mentorship program. So we're definitely looking for mentors to come in and go through our mentorship training so that they can feel confident in the whole entire program and get paired with mentor, uh, the mentees. And then what was the other way? Donations, we always need money. Money is always uh, really great. But if you, uh, that's not an option. We're looking for volunteers to help out either in our Slack to be a mod and to help answer questions that people have and um, to join one of our monthly events, whether it's like the resume review or one of our TBC and chill events we're always looking for volunteers to make sure that we can keep those things going. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's a lot of different options and um and ways to get involved and for people that are listening I'll be sure to put all the links in the show notes and everything. It, it seems like um it's just such a awesome mission. It's it's hard, you know, when you hear what you guys are working on and what you're doing, it sounds like a fun atmosphere and like there's such a need for it and it's it's kind of hard to not want to get involved. So It's really cool what you've built. It sounds like you must be pretty busy um, (laughs) considering you have the traditional nine to five and then you must just be working on this when you have that time. Um, So definitely kudos to you for (laughs) kind of doing the double whammy here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's definitely been something that I've been learning how to juggle. Um, (laughs) But I think the really cool thing about Tech by Choice is that it's really community driven we always say uh, there's like the test driven development, the TDD. We say that tech by choice is uh, community driven development. So I might be there to help facilitate and like start the Zoom and stuff like that, but it's really the community that comes together and helps put together a lot of the programming and keep things running. So uh, it's been it's been cool. Yeah. Well,
1: and it's it's great that this is something um, that you you know. Can just build and build over time. And if maybe at some point it ends up being like a full-time thing, that's great. But for now, as you said, it's, it's cool that you can pull in so many different people from the community and, and make it sort of a collaborative effort so that you're, um, hopefully not, (laughs) um, getting too overworked, but, but yeah, I just, I always think it's so inspiring when I chat with, with folks like you that are creating organizations like this and just kind of taking their passion and, and dedicating their extra time to something so, um effective and, and so needed. Um, so definitely inspiring for me and I'm sure for, for anyone listening. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, and I'm excited to get more info about that out into the community as well. Um, just kind of moving back to like your day-to-day, maybe the more traditional experience that you have at, at the nine to five, um, I know you said you're you're now man managing an engineering team. Do you have any tips for people that are looking at getting into a role like that or like tips for new um, team leaders or just kind of managing people when it comes to the tech engineering space?
0: Um, yeah, this is gonna sound like a very anti-tip though. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, for people who want to move into management, I like to tell them you don't. You, you don't wanna move into management unless you really want to. And I say that because uh, I took a lot of time and effort to build the skills to break into tech and to like level up and become senior. And when I made the transition to management, it was a choice that I really wanted, but I also had to deal with the fact that I was moving away from a lot of the skills that I spent years and like uh, years to 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 build up. And it's not an easy job. And it's completely different, a completely different skill set than what I was doing when I was a developer. Like, there's some overlap when I'm having technical conversations, but completely different. So, I always tell people, like, maybe you don't want to go into management. And I tell them to shadow someone. So, anyone I work with who's slightly interested in management, I go through that like spill of like, no, are you sure? Do you want to do this? Let's set up some time so you can shadow, so you can see what I actually do t- during my day to day. So you can figure out if this is something you really want to do versus something you thought you had to do for career growth. And so that is my first tip. That's also my first tip for everything. If you think you want to go to tech, you think you want to code, you probably don't, but that's a whole different thing. Um, But if you you go through that shadowing and you realize, hey, I I do want to do this. This is something I'm passionate about. I'm interested in. The next step I would tell people is to start a diary, which sounds super counterintuitive, but I found that management a lot of the time is just listening to what people are telling you and then being able to see it from a different perspective, to zoom out, and to just be able to come up with a lot of different iterations or ways that something can be solved, and then re presenting that to whoever you're talking to. So when I started creating and like building that skill set, creating a diary of what happened that day, what were my interactions? Who did I talk to? What did they, what did they expect from it? And just going back and forth like that playing out these different scenarios has helped me be able to respond a lot quicker when I'm having technical conversations or I'm dealing with interpersonal conflicts and one-on-ones, or even if I'm talking to my managers and I'm trying to explain what's going on with my team and what support either I need as an individual or that my team needs. And so those are like the two tips I like to give because They're not things that I see people talk about often. Yeah, I think that's, that's really great. And I like the
1: unique um, take on it. And again, the transparency of like, Hey, this isn't for everyone. It's not as amazing always as it sounds. Um, I actually just listened to a, a podcast on, I think it was on Freakonomics radio And it's called like, why are there so many bad bosses or bad managers or something? And it was really interesting because it was, it was about what exactly what you're saying of that everyone thinks that like moving into management and leading a team is just the natural progression of a career and the way to show success. Um, But because of that, like a lot of people that are really good at the jobs that they were in are then being promoted into these management positions where half of them or maybe more aren't really cut out like it as you said it's such a different skill set um it's not necessarily even about like your knowledge or your skill your specific skills in that space it's a lot more about managing people and empathy and and you know all of that and so it was just really interesting because um it's a good reminder that like you can still progress in your career and you can still be successful and be an independent contributor. Like, you know, there are ways to move up without that don't specifically mean managing a team. And I, as you said, I think that's a really good reminder. Um, I love the idea of shadowing someone so that you can really see like a day or two in the life because you might think it's like, you might think it's completely different than what it is. So I I really love that idea of finding a mentor or finding someone that you can shadow and just like sitting in on meetings and looking at kind of the daily schedule um before you take that plunge because it can be kind of hard to transition back I think once you make your way up
0: yeah yeah
1: that's really yeah and then the the second part um again was was also a really good tip I just all all of it together um I, I just love the idea of like really thinking before you make the leap um really working with your managers just having like a transparent authentic um experience across across all of it. I think those are really great tips as well. So um all of that being said, are are you, do you enjoy managing? Like when you first went into it, did you know that it was something you definitely wanted to do? Have you kind of like had to adjust and and shift since you've been in that position or how's that journey been?
0: Uh it's been a really it has been. It has its ups and downs. Um, there are definitely times where I'm just like, wait, do I want to be a dev again? It would be so much easier if I had less meetings. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but when I, when I first went into being an engineering manager, it was a couple couple years ago now, like uh, probably before like 2018 or something like that. And um, I was really excited. It was something that I was like working and striving towards because prior to being in tech, I was a manager for customer support and data entry team. So I had built those skill sets and I wanted to bring that to tech. Um, but I'm the parts that have been hard and has made me question it is, I don't get to code as much. Uh, the role that I'm in now, it's not required for me to code at all as an engineering manager. So like, I miss that. I also, um, it's sometimes hard to like, not take home work, or I like to have a really good like shut off when things aren't going well. Because my work is not writing lines of code that I can do Control Z and go back on. Um, If something's wrong, just erase it. There's no real big deal. But when I make a mistake as a manager, that's usually affecting another human. And I take that very seriously. And so there have been times where I'm just like, wow, I didn't know how to show up for my human today, and I definitely said the wrong thing, or I should have spent more time prepping for this one-on-one, and I'm I'm not living up, and I'm not being the manager I want to be for myself to this other person. So I think in that aspect, um, it makes me like question it sometimes, but I've been been in it. Been at a company where I have really good support system from leadership. And so um, been able to turn around anything that wasn't going direct uh correctly. Um, and been able to like build up my skill set over the years so that I don't have those moments as often. So it's it's been an interesting ride.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, you know, clearly it's it's probably it's a lot more responsibility. And and as you said, when something goes wrong, it's not just like you dealing with something yourself that you can fix when it's affecting other people. I think it probably feels like a lot more pressure. Um, But it seems like the mindset that you have though, is, is setting you up for success for managing a team because you have to care about, like, you can't just not care, make those mistakes and then not care. I think that's, you know, what people talk about, like with bad leaders is, It doesn't mean that they're like bad people by any means, but if you don't have that like empathy and understanding of how your actions can affect the other people that are counting on you, then um, maybe it's a little more difficult to like see things from their point of view and and see the areas that you can improve. So I think even just that point of view that you have is probably so important for managing um, any team of any size is to like really be able to understand that everything you do can affect those people around you. And it's not just you independently anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to summarize it. <laughs> awesome. Well,
1: um, I know we're kind of coming up on time here and this has been a really interesting discussion for me. So thank you so much for taking the time. It sounds like, um, as we already said, I know you have a lot on your plate, so really appreciate it. Um, One last question that I always like to ask people just kind of fun, and also it just helps me and the listeners sort of stay in the know, um, of what's really important to, to the people that we're speaking with out there. And like what things to focus on for the upcoming year is if you have any sort of tools or technologies, um, anything that falls under that umbrella that like, you're really excited about right now, or that, you know, something, you know, that's coming that you want to get into, or, or, just anything that like has excited you over the past six months, Um, I know there's like always, there's so much innovation and always so many things changing in the tech world. It's kind of hard to know like what to focus on and what to learn sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I've been pushing a lot is there's been conversations about the future of work and AI and how all of this will work together. And so uh, I like to tell people, there are two things you should be focusing on. The first one is learn how to use AI to help you be better at your job. Um, it, It will not replace your job. We're not anywhere close to that happening because AI is not as advanced as we would like it to be currently. And then two, when we think about the future work and how AI and automation will start to remove a lot of different things and a lot of processes and jobs that we were used to, uh, the thing that we will need to be good at as humans is a lot of the, the quote unquote soft skills. So being flexible to make sure that you have strong communication skills, make sure you're really good at documenting and making sure that you're able to think about things and. Uh, very creative and process driven ways, because those are the ways that AI and machine learning are just not good at. They're not built to be able to execute at at those levels for at high levels for those things. So that is going to always put you at an advantage, um, no matter what direction tech goes in um, with the stuff that we're seeing currently.
1: Yeah, I, I love those reminders. It's funny because yeah, you see people like making all these joke memes and everything about like AI taking over. But but you're right. We're so far from that and it should be looked at as an exciting thing because it can augment and improve. It, it can maybe take over like some of the very um administrative or just like not as important tasks that people are focusing on and allow them to focus on the more critical thinking. And as you said, focus more on the soft skills stuff um, that AI can't do. It, it shouldn't be something that, that we're afraid of. Um, it, I think it, yeah, as look at it as like, how can I use this to help my role or how can I use the tools that are available now to like, give me more time or whatever it may be. Um, so I think that's a really, a really cool reminder. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we, I had someone on the podcast a couple months ago, that's a machine learning engineer, and it was just really fun to hear about like, all the different things that are happening and and the predictions for like one year to five year to 10 years. Um, it's, it's really exciting. So I I love that kind of final note. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Valerie, for, for taking the time today, as I mentioned, I'll put all the info in the show notes and, and for anyone listening, definitely encourage you to check out tech by choice. I, I, when I first read about it, I was super excited and um, I was like, I have to get this person on our podcast. So I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to share it to help kind of spread the word. Um, and, and yeah, I, I look forward to keeping in
0: touch. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you for inviting me. I had a really great
1: time. Awesome. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to SelectStar, your resource for
0: innovative technology and developer topics. You can find our episodes in all the usual places. Spotify, Apple, Google, RSS, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and share. You can learn more about HarperDB at HarperDB.io.